Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Everybody, how the heck is everybody doing? That's right, it's your boy, Nightmare Jones, once again, Wrestle Talk Podcast. How the hell is everybody doing tonight? Hopefully you've had a good day. Hopefully you, you, you've been able to watch a little bit of wrestling, you know what's going on. Tonight's going to be a, a very, very special show. Tonight's going to be the end of the wrestle madness that we've got going on. And man, oh man, oh man, some of the matches that we have to vote on tonight is going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait to talk to my boys, the Night Owl, to talk to Drake Lee. Obviously, Drake Lee being on this show is the highlight of wrestle talk. And even Jeremy Clark come, come, coming on is all right. Do we have... The Night Owl or Drake Lee or Jeremy, you are with us, uh, JP? Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa. It's Tuesday night, and you know what that means. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome in for episode 336 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And tonight, like Joey said, is not a regular night here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So we want you guys to dial in early if you want to get on with us. That number is 657 383 1521. But let me tell you, Joe, it's going to be great because, like you said, dude, Wrestle Madness comes to a conclusion. Wrestle Madness 2021. We're going to be telling you guys all about it in case you haven't been keeping up with it on social media. But, Jonesy, I got my Wrestle Talk mug. I'm ready to tilt it back, bro. I'm happy to be here, happy to have another opportunity to sit with the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Joey, what the hell are you sipping on tonight? It's no uh, one going to introduce me. It's not your turn uh, yet, Drake. Shut up. This is Drake Lee. What's up, Drake? 
Apparently it's not my damn turn, so I'll just sit back and shut up. The premature run-in. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you new at this, Greenhorn? Uh, I, I was just doing what I'm told. Yes, interrupting. That is, that is, I'm sure, what you were told to do. Well, you just called yourself anyway, a see you next Tuesday just oh, a couple geez. of minutes ago. That's what you just said. Oh, quit crying for half a second, would you? Let me yes, give sir. you a proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, spearheading tonight's first ever Wrestle Madness Tournament, best wrestler of the 80s, according to the Wrestle Talk podcast, that's right, amigos. The best hair in professional wrestling, the best dressed man in professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, the aptly named City on the Hill and Magnifico's Daddy. Amigos, welcome back to the show. One of our hosts, the one and only Drake Lee. Papa Shango yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Drake, man? Welcome to episode, I'm being told it's episode 337, not 336, so that's my bad. Welcome, bro. Are you ready for Wrestle Madness tonight? I am, and you know what? It's going to be such a great night. There's no need for animosity. I got it all out on Magnifico. Like we talked about earlier, results don't matter. You know, the rents and losses, they don't. I just got it out. I moved my point. I'm ready to have a good show because you guys made the best damn introductions possible. Could have made some tweaks, but we aren't going to talk about that now. And you get the best spearheader of, the like, the century. It's huge. Huge. Huge indeed. Well, Jonesy, uh, I don't want to throw the show off too much of its tilt, uh, tilt here. So let's do what we always do about this time and ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it. Oh, oh, say can you see and the rocket red Uh-oh. Now. For the land of the free. Brings a tear to my eye every single time. Man, I haven't said that in so long. <laughs> Shout out Wait. to all the people already watching us. Drake, you'll love this. We've got people from Virginia, West Virginia. We've got Kansas in the house. We've got Illinois in the house and the beautiful state of Missouri in the house thus far. Guys, keep telling us how you're feeling. Yes, absolutely. Happy 316 day to everybody. We want to know where everybody else is checking in from. And if you haven't shared the broadcast, please do yourself a favor. 
share the broadcast. When you share cool stuff, your friends like you more. So if you share WrestleTalk, your friends are going to like you more. It's pretty easy. And if you can't do that, at least go to WrestleTalkPodcast.com and pick yourself up a WrestleTalk Podcast mug. These are hand-engraved by our buddy Scott Rathbum at Rathbun Engraving, one of our sponsors. Guys, they're 20 bucks. We put your name on it with the 20 bucks. You pay for the shipping. This thing will last you a lifetime, way more than any old freaking wrestling T-shirt that after about 15 washes is no good anyway. And for some reason, guys, I can't figure it out. I don't know if it was the holidays, but all my clothes keep shrinking. It's like it, as time goes on, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. It couldn't possibly be me. Is that is that what we're going with? Uh, I mean, I'll take that awkward silence if you guys agree with me. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> we said no animosity, right? But can we talk about Austin 316 day for a second? The guy was a bum. 99 percenter that couldn't deal with authority and people cheer him. It's sick. People love the guy. He for he doesn't like people, and pe- they uh, still cheered him. It's sick. Jake, 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 <laughs> you, you need to calm down. Hardcore Sis is listening, and she's a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. She will show up at your door. Well, Am I not sense. wrong? In Just saying, you know. Every all the ninety nine every ninety nine percent are likes Austin because he's one of them. It just doesn't make sense. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to start fights, Joe. I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense. Well, I'll tell you guys what. I asked, and the WrestleTalk family has delivered. We also have Iowa, Iowa in the house, and we got Prison City in the house. So keep that information coming. Keep the engagement coming. Again. We would prefer, though, if you could, dial that number, 657-383-1521 to be a part of the show. Also want to remind everybody that tentatively we have the uh, WrestleTalk Podcast Watch Party at eSports Plan. That's eSports Bar in Shawnee, Kansas. Okay? Um, We're going to be watching the pay-per-view there on Sunday night. Um, Kids are welcome till 9. It is an adult, uh, you know, kind of like setting after 9 o'clock, but there's wings, there's nachos, there's cold beer, and they actually even make custom drinks just for us, Joey. You've been to a couple of these. They make custom drinks just for us. I think one year they had the RKO, and they had a couple of other awesome drinks on the menu just for us and the wrestling community that comes out and supports the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. So, if you're if you're at, at, out of out of the city, if you're outside of KC, make your plans. We still have a couple of weeks. We'll do another one for SummerSlam. The watch parties are absolutely incredible. Joe, you mind speaking on that momentarily, so we can go ahead and transition into high spots. Oh yeah, absolutely. The uh, watch parties are the the highlight of of the the uh, year. You know, going to SummerSlam, whether it's WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, what what. What, whatever, you are guaranteed if you go to the WrestleTalk podcast, WrestleMania watch, watch Party, I promise you, you're going to have a good time, and it's affordable. You get to watch the pay-per-view, you get to hang around with, uh, with a, a, a bunch of, of wrestling fans, you get to hang around with the, night, uh, with, with the night owl, and it doesn't cost you that much. Like, nope. Would you rather sit at home on your your couch, bored as hell, nobody to talk to, or would you rather go someplace where you got tons of wrestling fans that you can talk to in a great time? Like, it's a great, great. What do we? 
Drake, what do we got to do to get you out of one of these uh, uh, watch parties sometime in 2021, bro? I'm sure that alone, I, my man Chad is, is checking in here on the Facebook Live. I'm sure that you being there alone would be enough to motivate him from, to drive up from beautiful south, southeast Missouri. Uh, shout out to my Cape folks. What up, what up? Much love, y'all. Um, uh, to drive to Kansas City, bro. So when, are we going to get a Drake Lee appearance at one of these watch parties sometime soon? It, it costs a lot because my security and, and everything else, but I will try to get to one shortly, rather sooner than later, right? But I just got informed, Renee, you know, tonight's so important. Tonight's so important. Sorry, I just, I keep, I got kind of indigestion thinking about all those people loving Austin. Uh, we need to get <laughs> to Russell Madden. We're going to get back to that here in a minute. You're not getting away with that because I got thoughts for you, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I don't – I, I mean, I think I could go out. I, I think I could go out. The I, I think so. I don't know. You're you're kind of making me nervous. But I keep getting buzzed that we got to go into Russell Madness. I want to know what you guys' thoughts are about that, and that's why well, I'm being. You tell that guy. Hey, you tell that curtain jerker in the background that this is the Night Out Show and Nightmare Jones' show, Drake Lee show. So we'll get to Russell Madness when it's time to get to Russell Madness. You know okay. why? Because Drake. Because we couldn't possibly get into Russell Madness. If we didn't do what we always do right around 7.10, 7.15 Central Time, we get into high spots, baby. What better way than to kick off the remainder of Wrestle Madness than by getting into high spots? JP, you know what to do, baby. Kick that music. DJ Money made it just for us. Let's get into Mike high check, spots. Mike check, Mike check. Yeah. All right, all right. WrestleTalk Podcast, DJ Money, yeah, let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Blair Chops. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non-stop, like a runner's piece of the blacktop. We hit hard, like chest shots and backdrops. Like a clock flash, but like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up to speed while they stay slow. WrestleTalk Podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Uh. I love that, man. That's a freaking banger. Banger, indeed. Well, you know what, Drake? Since you be, you seem to be the man that's getting the most heat backstage, why don't you go ahead and do us a favor and kick off what's left of Wrestle Madness 2021, the first Wrestle Madness that we've ever done here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Again, guys, the best wrestler of the 80s, according to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Drake, take it away, my friend. <sighs> Are we doing high? So we aren't doing high spots. We're going straight into it. We aren't getting we aren't getting obliterated Dude, right now. Wrestle Madness is the high spot. That's the high spot. Keep you can't do that. that. You can't do that to Skywalker Roberts. So have a heart attack. I know, bro. We're not doing this minute by minute nonsense. Okay. Skywalker, All right, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta relax. Gotta relax. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The moment you've been waiting for. Just over a month ago, it started with 64 professional wrestlers from around the world, and now we are down to the Sweet 16. And, you know, we're ready. Who will be chosen as the winner of the first-ever Wrestle Madness tournament? I mean, t- 
Tonight, it's a special edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're going to crown the first winner. And quite frankly, I think I already know who the winner is going to be. We don't know yet, but I, I just I always pick winners. I win a lot of money. But before we go over the rules, we would like to say once again thank you to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Wrestle Madness Selection Committee, which consisted of Dr. Drew Abenhouse, Gary Weiss, Patrick Brandmeier, Rough Cut Rick Ruby, Tim Miller, Luke Skywalker Roberts, and Jeff Manning. Thank you all for your hard work in selecting such a great field of discussion for the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We'd also like to thank the great fans that gave their input to, ear, to the early rounds in this tournament, including Todd, Justin, Big Earl, Chris Rodell. Wow, Chris Rodell, Assad, Noel, <laughs> Jay Hollywood, of course, Herb Simmons, any and every day of the week, we love Herb Simmons, Adam, Jack, Shannon, Nick, Owen, Marcus, Patrick, Moby, TJ, and all the other great talk, uh, podcast listeners. You guys really are great. It's made it so fun, and quite frankly, this is why I could see there's some tension between me and them sometimes because my picks kind of got knocked out early. But now it's time for the most important part of the tonight's proceedings. It's the rules. We will announce each match in the tournament. After some discussion, we will make individual decisions on who should move on to the next round of the tournament. A simple okay. majority will win the round. Does everything make sense so far? So if Renee and Joe, you guys agree early, it's over with. If Okay, gotcha. I'm good with that. Okay. Now, Perfect. if I'm not mistaken, if there's like some sort of a tie somehow, then JP gets to to make the final decision. Yes. Um, I don't think okay. we'll have that right now because we just have three. Um, but JP will I'm definitely be in at some point in time to, to assist with those as we see fit. Hey, hey, cool. and Drake, I, I, know, I know you're a little anal when it comes to this stuff, but could we sneak in a caller or two, or is the principal going to yell at us again? No, of course we can sneak in a caller or two. Yeah. This is what it's about. It's Russell Madness. Yes, I, Suck it. <laughs> I'm getting in so much trouble. Okay. Yes, you are. But anyway, he chose. Can we continue, Renee? Because we're going to get yelled please. at even more. Yes, okay. go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> However, to make this more interesting, because we know we have to, we've got to spice it up. Each host will get a golden ticket to use in any match tonight. The golden ticket will automatically move a competitor to the next round. When a host uses their golden ticket, no other golden tickets can be used in that particular matchup. Once a host uses their golden ticket, it's spent. Does that make sense? So let's say that we have... I just want to know have, why we can't have like a magic briefcase. Can, can it be a magic briefcase? That just seems more fun. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, no, no, no. Trust me. You know, I get it. You know, you, you finally get to, you know, cut loose. You get to, you know, watch me sweat bullets over here. Be, be in Jeremy Carp sweating, and, and, you know, it's it's tough. And I miss Jeremy. This is why we need him. You know, what do you guys think? Yes, you guys hey, miss Jeremy? Shout out to the maestro. We love you, bro. Yes, sir. We really 100%. do. All right, now seriously, guys, do you guys understand the rules? Does everything sound good? Do we need to go over anything? Yeah. Everything All sounds right. good. Let's do this. Awesome. Let's go. Now that, we've gone, now that we've gone over these rules, we want to remind you guys that obviously you can take part in tonight's episode through Wrestle Talk podcast, social media, comment. Renee or one of us will see it. 
We'll bring it on. We'll, we'll put it to the attention of the host. Or you can call us, and that's 657-383-1521. That, and I'm going to repeat it again, Renee. Does that sound good? It does. 657-383-1521. Now, the time for talking is over. It's time, for, it's time for the winner. And quite frankly, if we did this in 2020 standards, it would be me. Time for the 80s best wrestler. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's do this. All right. Let's get it on. Oh, man. I love it. Yes. Love it. All right. The third round, NWA and WCW top 16 of the 1980s. First matchup, Barry Windham versus Sting. Now, to kind of keep this orderly, Let's just go. We'll 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 flip flop. So Renee, you'll go first one time, and then Joe, you'll go first the next time. Okay. So Joe, why don't you start it off? Why don't I start it off? So are, are we talking about the match, or what are we actually going to be be talking about? Do I just pick who I want, or what? Well, let's discuss it a little bit. Um, you know, let's just, you know we can talk about the matchup a little bit, what it would look like, what it would entail, and just you know give your thoughts on it, and maybe those thoughts lead to the vote. So the first match that we have in the third round of the NWA slash WCW Top 16 of 1980s is Barry Windham versus Sting. Now, this is a very, very interesting match because both gentlemen are great, great wrestlers. Gentlemen have won... Multiple championships. Barry Windham's won multiple championships. Sting obviously has won multiple championships. Uh, how do you all think that that this match would would go? Barry Windham against Sting. Come on, Renee. You know what? I I'm going to actually defer momentarily because there's somebody on hold who I think could speak to this era of wrestling far more educated than yours truly the night out. So, JP, do me a favor. Let's cue up a man who is the voice himself of a highly respected organization up in Iowa. This dude is on fire. Him, his partner, Pat Milicic, UFC Hall of Famer. Cage Aggression is going to be off the chain. Is it okay to welcome back on the show the one and only longtime supporter and sponsor of the Wrestle Talk podcast, the one and only Jay Hollywood? Woo, woo. What's up, gentlemen? What up, buddy? What's up, buddy? What's hey, up? I'm chilling, man. I'm living the dream. How you gentlemen doing? Happy New Year. I don't know if I've talked to you guys yet in 2021. Good to hear from you guys. You guys are killing it. Absolutely. First call of the year, man. What's up, bro? You. You heard the matchup, dog. What's on your mind? Come on. I know you love the 80s. Yeah, man. I mean, Sting Sting needs to just sit down and sit under the learning tree of Barry Windham, man. Second-generation wrestler to Blackjack Mulligan. Third-generation mm-hmm. generation wrestler, Kendall Windham. I mean, the man man lives and breathes professional wrestling back in the day. Like I said, Sting, Sting wishes he could be a Barry Windham on his best day. But, yeah, definitely Barry picking up the W on that one. Ooh. Wow. You know we got to keep it moving, bro. Real quick, drop the info on the Cage Aggression show you got coming up, man, because I know that's big. Absolutely. We are are calling the fights. My company is co-owned by myself and a couple of other people. We stream the pay-per-views. This is the first 
time ever in the history of mixed martial arts where there was a three-night mixed martial arts pay-per-view event, March 25th, 26th, 27th, cagedaggression.tv. It's going to be off the chain, and it's good, man. It's not only just a fight. We are making absolute history in the sport. So check us out if you can. I love peeping in and listening to you guys when I can. I am obviously quite busy, but when I get a chance, I'll check out archive episodes. It's so cool to be listening to you guys from back in the day to now. It's just grown exponentially, and you guys are just doing the damn thing. Absolutely. Thank Jay you, Hollywood. I mean, what do you guys think now? I feel like we can just go to a vote because that kind of sums up my thoughts, too. You know, I mean, we're talking 80s here. I mean, Sting was still surfing back then. <laughs> All right. Jonesy, who, who's your vote? Um, I am going to go ahead and go with Sting. Just because of the career that that Sting has had. I'm going with Sting. Damn it. And I'm going to totally admit that my bias is playing a part in this. I hated WCW growing up. I was a WWF kid through and through. So for that reason, just because I know this man is like almost the face of WCW, I'm going with Barry Windham. Sorry, Sting. Sorry about your damn luck. Get out of here. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, you bum. Big no, name gone early. No, Barry Windham is the man. It's Barry all day. Ric Flair is drinking a cold one for you right now, Renee. Sending Barry Windham right in to the next round. Are you guys ready for the next matchup? Because it's a big one. Woo! Yeah, I'm ready. Speaking of Ric Flair, we have Terry Funk versus Ric Flair. Mmm. Renee, start off the discussion. Oh, dear goodness. (laughs) By the way, I know we gave love and props and respect, but, geez, Louise Skywalker, you're a genius when it comes to putting this stuff together. And then, of course, the committee uh, that helped put all these 64 wrestlers when we started in the beginning, Dr. Drew, Gary Weiss, Patrick Brandmeier, Rough Cut, Rick Ruby. Shout out to him, man. Uh, False Count Anywhere podcast. Those guys always uh, show us love. Tim Miller. Uh, Jeff Manning and the rest of the boys, man. Thank you guys for making this so damn hard for us, man. Um, but I'll go ahead and start it off, and I'll talk about the matchup. I, I, I want to be sincere here. Um, I've seen about an equal amount of stuff from both of these guys. When I'm looking for something outside the box, something that might even be a little gruesome, I always go for a little Terry Funk. I, and, and even in the WWF days, I remember him having a match with Bret Hart this must have been SummerSlam mid mid nineties mid mid to early nineties, and um, dude, it was kind of a mess. <laughs> but even then, they were telling you like back in the mid no, I should say early to mid nineties, Terry Funk was already kind of a legend back then. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I know on the surface it's easy to go Ric Flair just because of the, all the notoriety, the hip hop songs he's in, the commercials he's in. But I'm telling you, this is a best wrestler of the 80s matchup, not who's more relevant now. So anybody who's thinking that Ric Flair is a shoo-in for this one, I think is making a big mistake. What do you think about that, Joey? Absolutely. You know, uh, Terry Funk and Ric Flair actually did wrestle them, themselves in uh, NW, uh, 
in the NWA. And, uh, you know, I, I would have to totally agree with you. You know, we're, we're, we're not just talking about, you know, the notoriety of, say, we're talking about back in the 1980s. And and I, I'm sorry, but uh, Terry Funk has definitely got my vote for this round, 100%. <laughs> That's we already one. got a vote, but I mean, guys, let's be honest. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna insert here. Okay, is that is that fine? Yeah, of course, bro. So, so Terry Funk's tenure is, is, I mean, an encyclopedia. We can go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, money's money, right? And Ric Flair probably made more money. Than, than any, I mean, there's the joke was Ric Flair's spilled liquor was probably more than some guy's yearly salary. So, in terms of what I define as success, because you know I am rich, successful, and beautiful, I I can't go anywhere else. So I know where I'm leaning on this one, but it's up for I'm gonna I'm gonna re- defer my vote to be the tiebreaker on this one between Joe and Renee if it comes to that. So that means I'm back up to bat, right? Yes, sir. What are we doing vote wise? Are we getting any uh, reaction, any feedback from the Russell Talk fans on this one? Yeah, you know what? I'd like to um, defer again, but this time to uh, kind of our mediator, um, Skywalker. I keep. I've gotten this question before, so I'm going to ask again. How do we address the idea of outside interference? Are we just saying this is a one-on-one, who was better in the 80s, or are we playing this out as if it was like a a match that we were booking? Because my understanding is that it's the latter. No, I'm sorry, the former. The former. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, too, we can wait for him for clearance uh, and clarification, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, one-on-one. Okay, gotcha. Shout out to my man, Julius Cairo. Make sure you guys find him on Twitch. That's Julius L. Cairo on Twitch. My man knows a lot about wrestling and a lot about games. Make sure y'all check him out. But yeah, that's what he was asking. He was asking about you know whether or not you know Arn Anderson would show up and help out Ric Flair in this matchup. The 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 consensus is no. It's just a one on one, right? Yeah, just one on one. All right. Well, that being said, and as much as I love Terry Funk, Joey, I'm gonna have to go with Ric Flair, man. Even in the '80s. It said that there's a countless people can't even count how many matches Ric Flair had in the eighties. There's estimates out there, but nobody knows for sure. Not only that, this man was selling out arenas every single place he went, anywhere in the United States, South America, Central America, and over in the east side of this beautiful planet in Asia and beyond, man. There's no question here for me. As much as I love Terry Funk and, and probably would enjoy watching his matches even more than watching a Ric Flair match, when you're talking about the full package coming out of this, I got to go 100% with Ric Flair. He survived a plane crash and became the most recognizable face in, in the world. The guy, he is going through to the next round, two to one. It's going to be Barry Windham and Ric Flair coming out of this bracket going forward. What do you guys think about that? That's pretty cool. That's pretty damn cool. I'll I'll take a sip to Luke Roberts for that one. That's pretty good. Cheers. 
If you're not doing it out of a Wrestle Talk podcast mug, you're slipping on your pippin and slacking on your mackin. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Are we ready for the next round, or for the next uh, sub bracket? Sorry, not next yeah. round. All right, now we're talking AWA. Are you ready? I'm biting yes, my lip. Sir, let's Joe, are you ready? Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, first matchup is Vern Gagne versus Jerry Lawler. Ooh. Joe, you were up first. Vern Gagne against Jerry Lawler. I mean, this is a really, really tough one because both of them are, are absolutely amazing, amazing wrestlers. Uh, I mean, you... You've got Vern Gagne, who's, you know, he's he's been the tag team champion. He's made dog for Sean. He's won the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. And then you've got Jerry Lawyer, who's won, like, the title, like, 29 times. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's really, really a, 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 a tough one. I'm going to let, let you all go first, and then I'll make my decision on who I think should move on. So before Renee goes, I'll let Renee. I'm going to interject here really fast because I think that some people in our, our, I know our listeners know a lot about professional wrestling, but maybe some don't, you know, understand how recognizable Vern Gagne was in the '80s for AWA. So could I interject with some notes really fast? Of course, bro. That's what we're here for, man. We know you're a wealth of knowledge and arrogance as well, but we'll take the knowledge that goes along with it. That's fine. Right, and I appreciate that, and that you know. Truth speaks for arrogance, but he's had a reign as AWA World Tag Team Champion with Mad Dog Vashon, obviously, and he was the AWA World Heavyweight Champion as well. Obviously, guys, Vern Gagne, he's talked about in almost any and every shoot interview, any type of documentary about professional wrestling, the history of it, the 80s especially, but even you know wrestlers now still go back to Vern Gagne and his matches along with his brother, so... You know, there's that. We all know what Jerry, Jerry Lawler's done. I can go back 29 times as 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 a reign as the AWA South South you know Southern Heavyweight Champion. So there's that. I'm not going to say what I'm going to vote for yet because, quite frankly, I don't know. This is a this is a tough one. Well, allow me to shed a little bit of light on this one because I had to do my homework to be honest with you guys a bit on Vern Gagne even though we were teasing JP about it when Leo D joined us about <laughs> how he pronounced Vern, uh, you think you said Vern Gagna? <laughs> we, had, we had a laugh at uh, poor JP's expense. Uh, again, guys, it's all joke. It's all jokes. <laughs> don't, don't take any, uh, any hard feelings with uh, the nonsense on the show. It's just all for fun. Uh, here, here's an interesting perspective on this matchup, though, that I did learn while I was doing my Hormore Boys. Not only is this a matchup of two elite wrestlers, you're talking about a matchup of two of the greatest promoters in pro wrestling history. Because, as we all know, Ergania, man, he led it, you know, throughout the 80s with the AWA. And then, you know, Jerry Lawler, in his own right, you know, down in his neck of the woods in, uh, you know, Tennessee and, and Nashville and Georgia and all, that whole region, they pretty much dominated uh, that area uh, for a long time. There's been books written about it. I have a, a couple of, <laughs> of books here in front of me about like wrestling Kentucky and all and how these things are all intermingled and how what big of a part Jerry Lawler 
played in that as well. So when you look at this matchup and you think about these two guys, you've got to consider their, their careers also as like bookers and also promoters. Now, since nobody's made a pick yet, I'm going to go ahead and make mine. And I'm going to make my pick based on the fact that Vern Gagne didn't have an exorbitant amount of matches in the 80s. Uh, the bulk of his career, which started in the 60s, uh, ran through up until the early 80s, uh, but not throughout the, the duration of all the 80s. And, again, we are talking about the top professional wrestler of the 80s, according to the Wrestle Talk podcast and fam. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to go to one knee and remove my cap and bow for the king, Jerry Lawler. That is my selection in this matchup against Vern Gagne. Mm. Joe, would you like to shadow that, or would you like to tell Renee he can shove it? I mean, <laughs> he's always going to take that opportunity. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I, 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 I got to be, be, be honest. I think that most people know more about Joey Joey Lawler than Von Gagne, so I'm just gonna go with with Joey Lawler because I don't really know that much about Von. I'm gonna be honest; okay. I really truly don't. I know hey, hey. shame on me, <laughs> shame on honesty. me. But hey, honesty goes a long way, man, and especially with this because, quite frankly, Joe, it wouldn't have mattered. I was going with Lawler too. So, with that being said, Jerry Lawler moving on to the next round. But now, guys, we have a this is this one could be a conversation. I'm it just going to tell everyone there now. I want the Wrestle Talk fan base to think about this one for a second because this could get interesting. We're talking 80s here, but uh-huh. with that being said, take into account the two wrestlers at hand. We have Bruiser Brody versus Kurt Henning. Mm. Man. Come on, bro. Come Bruiser on. Brody is I'm kind of getting pissed at the Brody. committee now. <laughs> right? Wow. <laughs> you mean I got to see between Bruiser Brody or Mr. Perfect? Hey, hey, Joe, Damn. I got an idea. I, I, got, I got an old but, radio trick idea. You guys are going to love me for this. So in order to buy ourselves time, uh, not in this case to, like, stop the studio from burning down, but we know this is Russell Talk, so that might happen. No, we're going to actually bring on a caller to give his pick to buy ourselves some more time to make a decision. <laughs> Does that sound good to you guys? Because I think that's a great plan. Yeah. Yeah, just take, take my job. But, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I, I really would. <laughs> All right. Well, JP, you know what to do, babe. We've got another caller on the line. I believe this gentleman is calling us from the beautiful city of Kansas City. Again, we talked about him a little bit earlier, our boy Julius El Cairo. Welcome to the show, Cairo. Get in on this conversation, bro, because we got a hell of a matchup. Drake, who are we talking about right now? What's the matchup? Let's let's get it back on the board. We are talking about we are talking about Kurt Henning versus Bru- Bruiser Brody. What do you mean? Just wanted to make sure our guests knew. I want to make sure. Oh yeah, no, okay, no. I just I, you're you're tripping me up here. I thought we already you were you were playing some, like, weird rules here. I didn't know if you and the committee talked about some weird buy clause. No, I'm just no. trying to do my job. We're talking no, Bruiser no, Brody right. versus Kurt Hennig. <laughs> All right. So, what's, first off, what's happening, everybody? Thanks for having me on the show real quick. 
We'll make sure I give all my props out to everybody. Um, this one is an easy one, believe it or not. And I'm going to tell you why it's an easy one. Because I don't care how you book this match, Brody's going over. And Brody's going over because this ain't going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a fight. Because Brody don't wrestle. Kurt Hennig is going to be left in a pool of blood. You saying that Kurt Hennig could have been the, the first elect Luger? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying Bruiser Brody is going to beat the brakes off of Kurt Hennig that whole match. It's going to go out into the stands. It's going to be chair shots because Brody's going over. I don't care how you book it. You could tell Brody that Hennig is going over. Brody's going over. It's, it's, it's going to end up being a double count out for Brody's win. Usually, if it goes out into the stands, it's going to be a double count out because it's going to be a ball. It's not going to be a wrestling match. Like real tall, like for real. God damn, fair enough. He is bringing the heat down on Hennig, and I I appreciate it because you're absolutely right. See, somebody that knows wrestling, that's what I'm talking about. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) Finally, right? After all these years, we finally have someone on here that knows wrestling. Me and Joe, we ain't shit. <laughs> it's a lot, Randy. No, no, no. It's a lot. You know I'm just giving you crap, man. You know I'm giving you crap, bro. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't you, don't you let him humble you. You just said a great thing on air. You just beat Joe and Renee at their own game. Don't, don't you – you kicked their ass on the mic. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> that was a fair argument. <laughs> well, who's going yeah, next? Who's got the wave off? Brody's going over. He's going over. Yeah, I don't care right. where you have him at. He's going over. Hey, hey, man, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. It's great to have someone with a, you know, a great, you know, someone that, you know, actually knows what they're talking about finally calling in. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. But <laughs> with that being said, do we have any other callers, or are we are we are we going on? Because I feel like we could have a couple for this before we interject. Because I know where I'm going. Mm. Well, let's see here. Uh, I believe we have one more caller on, but let's save him for the next matchup. This dude is from the beautiful state of Florida, which you guys know that's my home state. So we'll get to him, but in the next matchup. So we can have a different perspective on it. But Cairo, thanks again. Again, guys, Julius El Cairo on Twitch. He streams a couple of times a week. It's always fun, always entertaining. And he might even get in his gimmick and make you guys laugh. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Just tune in and check him out. But let's go ahead and get our picks in, Drake. What do you think? I'm going Brody. The dude's throwing chairs. He almost killed Luger. And, you know, Luger was a scary (laughs) dude back then. You don't, you don't, I mean, listen, bleep me, maybe don't fuck with Brody. You aren't going. You aren't winning. You aren't winning, Jonesy. Easy, 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 easy. I'm going with Bruiser. One hundred percent. I'm going with Bruiser. If Bruiser Brody and Kurt Henning actually had a match, Kurt Henning would be Kurt Henning would be destroyed. Let's just be honest. I'm going Bruiser Brody. If you don't go Bruiser Brody, then you're wrong. Fair enough. Damn and right. My, and, and my pick is this simple, guys. One guy's got a, a history in pro wrestling and is famous for his ribs, which is cool. Um, and another guy is known for being murdered in a bathroom. 
So, <laughs> I mean, legacies are legacies, but there's definitely, uh, as a friend of mine always says, there's levels to this shit. 100% Bruiser Brody goes over in this one for me, man. Is that the first sweep of this Wrestle Madness thus far, Drake? Technically, no. Technically, okay, no, no okay, because Lawler beat Ganya. So that's where I was okay, getting sure. to. We have we had a clean sweep of winners here in this round. Lawler versus Brody. Now we know a head to head at matchup back in real time. We probably know who's going. You know who's who's winning that one. But with that being said, we don't know what's going to happen because it's Russell Madness. Matchups change. And let's be honest, you guys still have those golden tickets, too. So just remember that for the later, you know, going forward. If you really are dying on a wrestler, die on that mountain and throw that ticket in. Anyway, with that being said, we're moving on to the WWF. Renee, you're welcome. Because I know this (laughs) is your favorite category. And we're starting off with the only way we can start off. My favorite trivia answer, it is. Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now, who wants to start this off? I think it's Joey's turn. I mean, man, how do you even start this off? Like, I mean, you've got Roddy Piper and you've got freaking Hulk Hogan. Like, man, I mean. Do you want me to start it off so I could kind of just set everyone's tone on this one because I feel like I can take the I can take the heat for everyone on this because I'm going to say some things that people don't want to hear. Take Thank the you. heat. Shoot on Hogan. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm going to go <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to go with let's just be honest here. When we talk best wrestler in the 80s, what defines success? Freaking money. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing Hogan. You turn on, even watch his Japan stuff. The guy moves like a like a deer. I mean, he is as nimble as can be. He can do whatever he wants to do. In WWF, he didn't have to because he was Hulk freaking Hogan. Okay? And, yeah, maybe those vitamins were a little bit different than the vitamins the kids were taking at <laughs> 9 and 10. But, <laughs> nevertheless, Roddy Piper... Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper never never stood a chance in the grand scheme of chance, in the grand scheme of things. Now in the ring he got great heat. Now as somebody who likes to let the crowd know I'm not going to let you know kiss their ass to get them to like me, I completely respect that. But we got to talk facts here, guys. We might not like the guy, but money's money and money talks. Well, as as promised. Uh, we are going to allow another one of the members of the WrestleTalk family to participate in this conversation. Um, I know there's a lot of superlatives that we could throw at both guys, but before we bring them on, I just want to say, like I did with, um, you know, Terry Funk, I think that when, when you compare and contrast, before the, the, the daylight, there has to be darkness, right? Uh, if there wasn't, like, you know, land there wouldn't be water, so to speak, right? You can't have a whole Kogan-type character without a Rowdy Roddy Piper, without an Iron Sheik. You can't, he would not have been able to draw the way that um, Drake is saying that he drew if it wasn't for having guys that were believable and just as able to capture people's attention 
as the main guy, right? So, you know, LeBron and his greatness needed Ray Allen, needed Kyrie Irving, needed Anthony Davis. So something to think about. With that said, dude, thank you for checking in from my beautiful home state of Florida, bro. You're now officially a member of the WrestleTalk family as a caller. What is your thoughts on this matchup between Rowdy Roddy Piper and uh, Mr. Vitamin Hulk Hogan? <laughs> well, first I just got to say thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, just wanted to shout out to the Inferno brand on FWWC real quick. And uh, contrary to my character, I think I can offer a little bit on this. I, I do agree with you to the point where, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan is the face in this scenario. I mean, it, it goes without saying. But, right. you know, he's the face in the scenario, and a face is only as good as the heel. But I think it helps that Rowdy is the de facto heel in the scenario. But from a booking perspective, that's also the reason why I think Hogan would win. You know, because Hogan, it, you, you know, because he did bring up that Hogan is a little bit better in the ring than most people know. Like, you, you watch some of his dates in Japan against the great Muda, the man can hit an enziguri. And I'm just thinking, dude, if America in the 1980s saw Hogan hit an enziguri, they would have lost their, their minds. <laughs> There's, but he didn't need to do that kind of thing. Because he's a redwood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but I think I, I think just from a story perspective, it, it's like, it does Hogan offer how far he ran the ball as the top guy because of guys like Sheik and, and Rowdy? Absolutely. But also it does contribute to that character. You know, we want to see Superman beat Lex Luger. We want to see Hulk Hogan beat Rowdy Rowdy Piper. So I think it's just, at the end of the day, it just kind of boils down to that. Like, I mean, it, if we're talking in a shoot kind of way, then I, that's kind of up in the air because these guys are built like brick houses, and I'm six foot two, so I'm still scared of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I mean, if you jump in with dude here, Joey, what do you think, man? I think this is a great perspective, man. That's why we love having people call in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Man, I, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and just throw it out there. Uh, I've always been a a uh, a bigger Piper fan than I've been Hogan. I've never really been a huge Hogan fan, so you know I wasn't a Hogamaniac when I grew up. So I'm gonna have to go with uh with the man that faced adorable Adrian Adonis at WrestleMania three, Roddy Roddy Piper. Strong pick, Joe. Uh, and you so, know what? I am. And, and you know what? I'm going to jump in and, and let, uh, let and let dude pick last here as our guest. But I, I'm going to have to go Hogan just for the simple fact that when I was a kid, Hulk Hogan was the wrestler that I was first introduced to, like many kids of my son's generation with John Cena. So I mean, I, I got to go Hogan just for the nostalgia standpoint. I know there's like all this intricate, smart stuff that we could talk about. Bro, it's freaking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's why I'm picking Hulk Hogan. I know the rationale may not make sense to some people, but it's just it's just Hogan, man. That's it is what it is. Uh, Drake. So, so we might. I don't know the way the discussion was sounding. We might have to go to a JP tiebreaker here because, there, without a doubt, it's Hogan. I mean, Piper couldn't beat Hogan back then. He sure as hell ain't gonna beat him now if I can see to it. It's just. It's just the way it goes. Money's money. But we have something, Re- Renee, you have to remind me. At 8.01, you have to remind me, or before we go to the next round, to say a breaking news headline, okay? It's breaking Got news, it. but I can't say Okay, perfect. Ten minutes for so, now, guys. Breaking news. Stay tuned. 
So where where are we at here? We got two for Hogan, one for Piper, and our guest, dude, you're gonna make the you're gonna make the you know a could make or break for Hogan or Piper. You could send Piper right straight to hell, or you could bring him to salvation and let and spare him for JP. Dude, the pressure's on, baby. What you got, Daddy? I mean, I, <laughs> I bring my A game. No, um, <laughs> it uh, you know, it just I think it just goes to show that you know WrestleMania one. It's it, who was the guy that that Hogan went over? It, it was Piper, and it, it just you know it stands true. I love Piper, I love Hogan, but at the end of the day, you know I think good triumphs over evil. And in any other kind of match, I might be repping Piper, but it's because he's fighting the one guy that seemed to be the one who would take the win from him. So it's 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 Hogan for me. There we oh. go. I just want to say something really quickly before our guest goes. You, sir, are now my favorite for the evening because this had <laughs> to happen, and if it didn't, I'm surprised no one used a golden ticket. I thought this surely would be the one. I, if it didn't happen, I think I would have quit. I think that would have been it. I think I would have packed my bag. <laughs> well, I'm honored, and thank you. I, I can assure you I'll be I'll be trying to come on more podcasts in the future because I've just been chilling at home and I love talking about wrestling. So, oh, that's what oh, I awesome. do. And you know, while while we're at it, you seem like you know what you're talking about. So when you see these these, I'm just I, I love our listeners. When you see these people that are harassing me and calling me mean names. I mean, come on now. I mean, you seem like you got a head on your shoulder. You I mean, we're we're all friends here, you know. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Just, well, I, I think. No, continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. I just wanted to say thank you, man, for coming on. I really enjoyed it. And I know oh, that please. the guys did as well. I mean, it's it, – absolutely, man. It's just – you know, when I it, – it's it, – so forgive me if I stammer here a bit. But it, it's one of those things where when you have people who share a passion with you – at the end of the day, you know, it, it's better to respect each other because, you know, you, you hear these marks online and you hear these people online who feel the need to be unsatisfied with every possible detail, you know, or every opposite, you know, opinion that, that opposes them. And it's, it's kind of distracting, you know. It's like I thought we watched wrestling to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then why are you watching it, you know. And even if you can't – at the end of the day, so, I think so it's Dave just – Dave Meltzer even, didn't like you? <laughs> exactly. Daddy Meltzer's going <laughs> to leave your check in the mail. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it just seems like, you know, it, 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 at some point, you know, it's even if you it, – it's – sorry, like I said, stammering. You don't, need to, you don't need to love everybody's opinion, but you can't respect or tolerate an opinion. I feel like that's the option. Like, people are so quick to say, if I don't love it, I have to hate it. It's like, no, tolerate is in the middle there, dude. Just right, you know, you can disagree, you can disagree with somebody, but still meet in the middle. For sure, and man, thank you so much for joining again, and I we can't wait to hear from you again. Make sure you call in, and and we'll be happy to talk with you. So we're gonna move on to the next matchup really quick because we we gotta kind of crunch for time here, and that's Ricky Steamboat versus the Ultimate Warrior. Now, if I have to, I will throw a goddamn ticket down on this match any day of the week. I'm not even going to say nothing yet. I just want... Well, you won't have it. to. I don't think you'll okay. have to. Okay, cool. Joe, or who's up? I, I'm kind of losing track. I think it was Joe I last time. I think it's time, Renee. Drake? Drake, I, I think you're up first this time. Okay, good. Who in the hell? Okay, the guy got freaking <laughs> voodooed. He got voodooed. And you're going to tell me that's... I don't give a damn what year it was in. The guy got voodooed. It, you, I don't care... 
80s, 90s, it doesn't matter. Putting him up against Ricky Steamboat is like putting me up against Andre the Giant. I don't stand a damn chance. Now, he might run around the ring and hit the ropes 80 goddamn thousand times, and that's cool. I'm just saying, I get people like him. It's just not going to happen, okay? Not going to happen. He couldn't live up to Hogan's you know, draw. I'm just saying, the stuff was okay, but it wasn't Hogan, what he was bringing in. And now you want to try to put him up against Steamboat, who was probably the best technical wrestler of the 80s. No, no way. Okay, well, that sounds pretty pretty convincing and uh, confident. Uh, I guess I'll go next if that's cool, Joe. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable because Ultimate Warrior was, again, another one of those guys that the nostalgia just ran through my veins when I was a kid, and I did that stupid rope bounce-off thing all the time, Drake. So thank you for, like, judging my childhood, dude. I, I'm but, not – hey, listen, you know what I'm here <laughs> for. I'm just saying that's what some people perceive it as. I'm non-biased in this fine. situation. No, that, that's fine. No, no, that's fine and totally understandable. But my, my rationale is outweighing my nostalgia here, Joey, because I'm looking at – you know, Steamboat's run, let's just say from, like, 77, 78, 79 into the 80s, right? So here's the list of the promotions this guy ran through. Jim Crockett, 77 to 85, WWF, 85 to 88, and then finished off the 80s in WCW. I mean, <laughs> did this guy ever work for a shitty promotion? I don't think so. Dude, and I Warrior was a, a, a very entertaining and awesome and nostalgic when I was a kid, but he was kind of a one-trick pony. I don't know anything of Ultimate Warrior outside of WWF. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's, like, you know, player card, because I used to, you know, and still kind of do collect, you know, cards. You turn Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's card around, and it looks like freaking Tom Brady, bro. It's with me here again, without question, I'm going with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you, Renee. Like, I mean, yeah, the 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 Ultimate Warrior was 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 absolutely great, and he was huge. But if you look at who had a better career, Ricky Steamboat, one hundred percent. Um, you know, with hands down, I gotta go, Ricky. Hands down, one hundred percent. Well, guys, we, you know what that means? Do you know what that means? It's a clean freaking sweep. <laughs> yeah, baby. We're getting along. Because if <laughs> Ultimate Warrior would have went through, I would have pulled my hair out. But <laughs> that's okay. Anyway. I have, I have before, an idea. I have an idea. How about every time that we get a clean sweep, we hit this? <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, or I like it. <laughs> I'm good. JP, can you handle that for us, bro? If we get another sweep, hit it, baby. I think All right. Got it. Well, on. before we move on, we have breaking news. And Renee, you forgot Uh-oh. to remind me. It's fine. No, you're still a minute and a half off. I said it on my watch. Uh, well, it's not like it's huge. Well, I just friend. wanted to, I just wanted to interject at this point. Okay. Okay. It says that I, my uh, my. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, Great. I know you're. I know you're used to working for lesser uh, productions. Here we have drops for everything, bro. You sneeze, there's a drop for that. Please go ahead with the breaking news. <laughs> well, I'm not. Listen, I don't. I'm. Regardless, you're throwing me off again, Renee. I know what you're doing, <laughs> and it's okay. Just having fun, but regardless. Man. So LeBron James, we all know who that guy is. He's kind of a subpar basketball player. But he wears a Stone Cold tribute shirt today, and that's what my breaking news is covering because I wanted to get someone's thoughts on this before we move on because we have a little bit of time to get some free stuff going on here. LeBron James just wore Steve Austin's shirt, and I just have a question. Do you guys know why he did that to show tribute? Because he likes Stone Uh, Cold? 316 day? I don't know. No, because yeah. Stone Cold. No, because Stone Cold's bald ass head still has a higher re, uh, hairline than LeBron James does. Oh God! <laughs> 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 oh, Fucking <shit>. bullshit! <laughs> hey, I'm with you on that one, Drake. I'm with you. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> uh, that was JB good stuff. It too. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to get LeBron, bro. One of his lawyers is calling my office, I guarantee you. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We got to move on. We got some other promotions of the 1980s. And this is kind of more of a more of like a, a freestyle, if you will. You know, like if you okay. ever were on the swim team, if you had, you know, you're on the swim team, this is the freestyle category. If you were on the swim team, I drove by during your practice and threw eggs at you. All right, first matchup is the Great Muda versus Kerry Von Erich. Now, this okay. could go multiple ways because for people that don't know, the Great Muda has a record – I can't even name how many titles this guy's won. It's ridiculous. And we all know with this green mist and everything, but we're going against Kerry Von Erich, who probably, without if there was no tragedy – would be one of the most recognizable faces in wrestling history. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Fair enough. I agree. All right. Now that I got my discussion over, guys, what do you think? Well, I'll go ahead and uh, I start it out. You know, you got the great Muda, who's done absolutely so much in professional wrestling, and then you've got Kerry Von Erich, who legit could have, have been – absolutely bigger than what he already was if tragedy hadn't struck. This is going to be a really, really tough one, but I'm going to save my vote for last because if the person that I want to go through isn't going through, then I'm going to have to use my uh, my uh, golden ticket. So I'll let you all go ahead and put your, your votes in first. Mm. Now, can we make this more interesting? Sure, Drake. What do you got? I think it's only fair that we kind of – I want to kind of prod Joe a little bit to see which way he's leaning because maybe we can spice it up because you know, Renee, if you happen to throw your golden ticket down on another wrestler that's opposite of Joe's, we have a decisive vote here that could go higher than even myself and JP. Hmm. I just want to throw that out there. I'm not trying so, to cause problems. So you guys are throwing me in the lion's den is my, like, literal interpretation of what you just said, right? Renee, it you could need to be. go first because, hmm. It could be. If, let's just say, if, 
you don't have to throw it down. Let's just well, there's a lot of more matchups. But let's just say Joe throws it down, and you're like, you know what, you know what, Joe? I remember that time when I called you, and I you picked up and talked shit on me whenever you were walking down the street pocket, and you thought it wasn't answered. You, you pocket answered it, and you could get back at him right now. But Joe, you could also, in return, hold yourself back and wait until Renee votes to see. Maybe you trick him. You know, who knows? Maybe. So let, let, let's get the ball rolling on this deal. I'll go ahead and make my selection with no fear. I'm not even going to give an explanation, actually. I choose the great Muda. Well, Joe, would you like me to go or would you like to go? You can go ahead and go, Joe. Okay, thank you. I'm going with the one and only Carrie Von Eric. Mmm. Carrie Von Eric. Well, why are you going with Carrie Von Eric over the Great Muda? Because Carrie Von Eric was probably without that, without tragedy. What he was a great looking guy. Yeah, he lost he lost a foot and could keep wrestling. I just, I'm not yelling at you, Joe. I just got excited to think about Because do you know how much talent that takes? That's true. That's true. That's, that's, that's true. But was he a better wrestler than the great Muta? I don't know, Joe. I mean, what do you think? You're the, you're the, you are playing God now. You could send either one through the next round. So I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm going with, with the great Muta. 100 I'm Ooh, going with the great okay. Muta. I feel that the great Muta was was a far better competitor than Kerry Von Eric. Had Renee picked Kerry Von Eric and you picked Kerry Von Eric, I would have used my ticket for the great Muta. You know what? That's fair. And I, I mean, I'm not. I, I I really enjoy the great Muta, Muta too. But you know, Kerry Von Eric still is a legend to me. But with that being said, guys, we're moving on, and this is a kind of a different one because. We're talking 80s here now, okay? I know a lot of people are going to think about the 90s with one of these wrestlers. It's Bret Hart versus Dick Murdoch. Mm. Who wants to kick it off? I mean, I kicked it off last time, so whoever wants to kick it off. I I went first on the last one. You, Did you? I went first. No, I picked Muda first. Well, you picked Muda you first, but you great. sent someone else to go first. I, you got to talk first. What I, are you I'm overruling. Oh my goodness! All right, fine. You guys are so afraid we, to go. You're afraid to go. We, hey, you, we're not the ones arguing. You are. You got Bret Hart against Dick Murdoch. Um. I feel that most people are going to go with Bret Hart just because it's freaking Bret Hart. Um, but, you know, Dick Murdoch was one hell of a wrestler. I mean, and if, if we're talking 80s Bret Hart and 80s Dick Murdoch, 100% I, I'm going with Dick Murdoch just because it's 80s. I'm going That's there as me. well. 
because that's the way it's structured. And Joe, you're right. If you compare Dick Murdoch's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different title reigns to Bret Hart's one, two, three, you know, it speaks for itself. And if we say this, and Brene, if you vote too to sweep Bret Hart, there's a chance he's going to whine about us also because he's been kind of whiny lately. <laughs> and and I love Bret, Bret Hart, but if he's mad this minute, in 10 minutes, he'll forget what he was mad about now. So Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, my Yo. God. Yo, if somebody said I was fat, would they be lying? I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just having fun. <laughs> uh, well, JP, you better get that drop ready, baby, because when it comes to 80s wrestling, come on, man. Good old boy from the state of Texas, baby. West Texas State University. I mean, I got to go with Dick Murdoch, man. We're talking about the 80s here. Clean sweep once again. God, we're so gonna get sued. Oh, Bret Hart, Bret Hart's oh, yeah, gonna be pissed. Oh my, uh, it's I'm okay. Like, you know what? It's time. all that. Hold on, hold on. I've learned this in my line of work. One of my companies, I have to say this: the opinions voiced in this program are not the viewers of the station and owners or its management. Hosts may express views different than those ideas of management. All right, there we go. Now we won't get sued. Okay. Or or, was... or we could do this, Drake, or we could just um and I got this from Showtime. Every time we say something, we could just say allegedly and then boom, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well no, that's what they say on the news too. Have you ever noticed that? Every time they report a story, what well, might have happened? We don't know. Hey. We we we, we allegedly. You know, allegedly. I mean yeah, the president just shot some guy in the face, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Culpable deniability, my friend. All right, let's move right, on. Let's move on. <laughs> well, here we go. We're going on now to the NWA and AWA fourth round vote and discussion. But before that, I mean, guys, we're we're almost done. This has been a long time coming here. This wasn't you know, this wasn't the spur of the moment. Let's see what, you know, how the day turns. We had a lot of participation from a lot of people, and we're down to our final two brackets. Final three. All right. A little nerve wracking. I am currently, currently awaiting, I think. Okay, never mind. I'm not. Sorry, my assistant's late. Not, I have somebody that hands me papers in my, uh, my office, as you guys know, and uh, not – I it wasn't wasn't quick. Okay, here we go. Top 16 of the 1980s. We know where this is going. We're talking right now, NWA, WCW, Barry Windham versus Ric Flair. I will go last, and if there's you – know, I'm not going to say anything, but this is kind of smelling golden to me. Mm. Um, for me, if it's ooh, Barry ooh, Windham, I, I have an idea. 
I have an idea. Let's do that trick again where we buy ourselves some more time by bringing on a caller. And guess what? I want everybody to make sure you sit down and, and button up your long sleeve and your khakis and sharpen your number two because, ladies and gentlemen, the maestro is going to do a run-in where we thought he was going to be tied up and not be available. He's actually here on the show, guys. Isn't that something to be excited about? Let's go, baby. Oh, Maestro, shit. Surprise, up, surprise, surprise. What <laughs> is up, guys? <laughs> what's up, Jeremy? Jeremy, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, Jeremy, Joe and Renee were saying they were kind of excited that, you know, because you and I kind of have a chemistry that if we were teaming up tonight, it would be a little hard to put people through their next round. So I'm not going to start anything before you go. I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> I appreciate that greatly, Drake. I know how well our chemistry stacks among everyone else's. So I appreciate that. I'm excited. I've been looking at the results, guys. I'm telling you, this has been one hell of a tournament. And, I mean, I'm looking at who's left. Wow, we got some hard decisions to make. Well, hey, you're here. Why not take advantage of this moment while the spotlight is on you? Bro, the matchup right now is very window. Old man. Old man. <laughs> that old man was about Renee. That's right. And I'm I'm good with it. I'm not even mad. Barry <laughs> Windham versus Ric Flair though. I'm not even mad. Barry Windham versus Ric Flair. Jeremy, buy us a little time because we're being a bunch of babies here and having a hard time making up our minds. Round four, baby, NWA slash WCW. Best of the 80s. Who do you got in this matchup? Oh, I easily, easily Ric Flair. And let me tell you why it is easily. See, as time goes on, as the decades go on, yes, Ric Flair's career became, I don't know if you want to say tainted or just so much where it dragged on too long. Kind of like Brett Favre's career in the NFL. But – it's the 1980s, and it's the NWA slash WCW. I mean, come on. Ric Flair was still at the top of his game at that time. And, yeah, Barry Windham was great and, you know, was a legend in the wrestling industry, but Ric Flair is, he epitomized the NWA in the 1980s. That, for me, it was no decision that was hard to make Ric Flair all the way on this one. Hey, Jeremy, can I add on top, on top of that? Because I agree with you wholeheartedly, and, and there's not even an argument for this. But Ric Flair also, contrary to Bret Hart, though, did not send nude photographs of himself. So that's just a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Down the gutter we go again. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Well, Did you guys Joey, say console advisory before we started this show? Bro, it's in that radio. It, it's, it, it's, it's in the fine print. Joey, what do you got on this one, man? Is it, I can't believe I'm saying this. Is there a chance Barry Windham gets swept here tonight? I never thought I would see it. What do you think, Jones? Uh, you know, with, with the tenure of, of this gentleman, uh, it's without a shadow of a doubt. I've got to go with Ric Flair, 100%. I love Barry Windham. He's a great wrestler, but when he's going up against Ric Flair, that's like 
Drake Lee going up against Magnifico. Magnifico is going to win every single time. So Rick. Oh, uh, uh, whoa! Where's the uh, fuck? Play that soundbite you play for me, JP. That was bullshit. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. <laughs> Gotti! Gotti! I think I'm the only one that's oh, not trained against Drake. I'm I'm deferring to the next round. <laughs> well, do I get a pick here or no? Is it, is yeah, it go for it. I'm not talking anymore yeah. until the next round. You guys just spin for yourself. <laughs> well, listen. Here, here's the thing. When you talk about matchups that you want to see as a professional wrestling fan, when you kick on 80s wrestling, it's probably going to be Ric Flair and somebody else. And when I think of who that somebody else would be, I think Barry Windham would be in my top three, honestly. Uh, I think he's that great. And his legacy precedes him because of his sons now. So clearly, um, it's Ric Flair, boys. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to keep going. It just, it's Ric Flair. Jesus it's Christ, thank you. <laughs> Listen, we're we're talking about a guy who was again able to fill stadiums, not in every city he went to, but in every country he went to, every continent that he went to. It's going to be hard to beat Ric Flair in this uh, tournament, gentlemen. Let's move on. He, he sold out North Korea. <laughs> well, there's no argument. So, like. That's not hard to do. You know, they don't get out much there. So, you know. Hey, Dennis Rodman enjoys his time there. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, let's move on here before we get We're moving trouble. on. <laughs> All right. A.W. God damn. Oh, yeah. hey, wait, 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 wait. No, wait. It's Maestro, are you staying with us, bro? Because it would it would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. I'm with experiment. you guys till the end. Let's do this. Yeah, there we go. All right. Woo. So let me go over. Woo. Let me go over real quickly how this will go now, because we have now that we have Jeremy, JP is going to be playing more of a factor here. He's kind of like, you know, like the Supreme Court. Whatever he says at the end of the day is going to go. Okay. So Haas will have the the vote. So it's going to be Renee, Joe, Jeremy, myself. If it's split two to two. It's going to be Haas coming in and cleaning house. Does that sound fair? Fair enough to me. All right, let's move on because we're heading to the AWA. It's our final matchup in the AWA, and we talked about it earlier. It's still the same. It's Jerry Lawler versus Bruiser Brody. Is there going to be an argument for this one? And is our fan base going – our listeners, I want to know what our viewers are saying right now. Are they even even wanting a discussion on this? Because I'm curious to hear from you guys too. But let's hear from everybody on this because this should be pretty. Well, we we do have, uh, you know, one of your top fans, Drake, commenting that he would love to see Hulk Hogan in person somewhere in Collinsville or, or in Alton. So this is the same that, guy that talked trash on me for saying what what Austin truly was a bum. Um, That's yeah. where you play the never drew a dime. Yeah, never drew. A, well, hey, we do have uh, Evan 
Uh, Pagano, uh, shout out to you, Evan, for tuning into the show tonight. Hopefully you guys get a chance to share this broadcast. He's picking Lawler. So wow. it, it seems like the fans. There you go, Evan. Um, Look at him getting his input. That's right. Yeah, Evan, Evan's got uh, the huevos, as we say, up top of the border, big ones like uh, grapefruit, uh, jumping in, not being afraid to have an opinion. And that goes for the rest of you guys here on the Wrestle Talk family. Share the broadcast. Make sure you call in, 657-383-1521, and uh, make sure you comment. I mean, you know, we need your input because these are hard matchups, right? I mean, I think we can all agree that nothing has been easy so far tonight, right, guys? Nope, that's fair. That's fair. Thought so. So what are we doing here? I, I, I feel like, you know, Renee, do you have anything more that you want to add? Joe, do you want to add anything onto this? Because I feel like we kind of talked about it earlier. I heard Jeremy say there's not really a discussion for this one. Is that right, Jeremy? Um, right. Do you want to just call a vote? It's Boozoo. <laughs> Boozoo Boo. Yeah. Renee, what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to go last here, bro, because I, I don't. I'm sorry, bro. Like this is not as easy for me as it is for you guys. I mean, really? like, you know, Evan Evan hit it here, and he said Brody was a legend. Uh, almost a myth, but Lawler held down an entire territory. And okay. uh, and when you talk about who was the bigger draw, um, that's debatable. And, and here's a good one. And Jerry Lawler beat Adam Cole. I mean, not Adam Cole. His dad, <laughs> Michael Cole, three times. And that has to be accounted for in this, right? I mean, okay. You gotta, you gotta so can I can I say an argument really quick? Uh, <laughs> Sure. What's up? Let's just talk about who drew who, okay? So you're talking about somebody who loves money and drawing, and that's why Hogan keeps moving on. Right. Jerry Lawler was bringing in toothless old women, okay? Bruiser Brody was bringing in a real crowd, okay? It's always great to get grandma that likes the habit of going down to watch wrestling, and I think it's great. I, I, I'm, not, I'm just really loving what? Bruiser Brody here. Dude, I'm just really just loving Brody. Total, did you just shit on the whole southern demographic of this country? No. What the hell is I'm wrong not. with you? I'm, well, Renee I'm, has I'm, a foothold down there. Don't think like Renee mad about that. You're Don't putting – you're putting. did you see what the southern people did to me just a couple of weeks ago? I have every right to be angry, and that's kind of why. They called me – It doesn't matter what you think. They called oh, me a great. loser and terrible things, and they didn't show any hospitality. And now I'm going to pick their hero. Oh. Man. Um, I'm going Jerry Lawler. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going Bruiser Brody. Jill, where are you hey. at? Oh, I, I voted Bruiser. Oh, so this isn't even decisive. Okay, yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Um, can, can I still pull my card? Yeah. Tickets, tickets, tickets are always usable. So what do we got? Is it, is it two to one or three to one? It's, it's two to three one. To one. Oh, two well, to one I'm, without Jeremy. Uh, yeah, right now it's two to one. I'm still – I haven't cast my vote yet. Jeremy's Jeremy's scrolling through Wikipedia like a maniac right now. 
No, I'm going. Th- I'm going through the Reddit ser- uh, servers asking people what they think. <laughs> My dude, you're smart, bro. Oh, I love this comment. I love this comment. Jeremy, let me say this to you before, because this is comment of the night right now. Lawler okay. was only good when Andy Kaufman was fucking with him. <laughs> what are you talking about? No That's way. what he said. I didn't say it. That's what the guy oh, said. I'm just God, quoting his exact off. words. Okay. Um, <laughs> That might have been the comment of the night. Todd, you, this you one's my, also I got, got my vote. I'm casting my vote. Here we go. What? So, Where are you going with? All right. When we're talking about attractions here, like ones that would really draw in the crowd, for the period of the 1980s, I'm sorry, in that regard, I got to give it to Bruiser Brody. I mean, he's somebody that you could put on the front of a poster and people would be so excited to see. Lawler's great. I've always been a fan of Jerry Lawler, but, you know, and it kind of takes some of Evan's comments, and I hate to do this to him, but use it against him. He was like a myth, which is all the more reason to want to go see him. Therefore, I feel that Bruiser Brody uh, should get, get the nod in this one. So I'm, I'm casting my vote for Bruiser Brody on this one. This is how we get along, Jeremy. We got this. <laughs> Wait, okay. Renee, though. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this. You know why? Because you guys are being led by nostalgia here, and I love Bruiser Brody. His widow is one of the sweetest people you could ever listen to. Uh, check out Jay Hollywood's podcast from a while ago. He did uh, a show, a whole show with Bob, Barbara Goodish. Uh, she's a real good friend of the Cauliflower Alley Club and our friend Herb Simmons down at SICW. But, guys, Lawler finished the 80s. Bruiser Brody only wrestled until 1988, so Lawler had it. Because someone killed him. That's not his fault. I know that. Jesus Christ. That was a bullshit cop-out. I'm sorry. That's where I'm (laughs) on the line. (laughs) Get him. Get him. A bullshit cop-out. Let me finish. All right. We got to let him finish, Jeremy. All right. Fine. The final two. I'm not taking anything away from Bruiser Brody, guys. If you die, you die. Unfortunately, right? Especially under the circumstances that happened to Bruiser Brody. But that doesn't take away the two additional years of wrestling and promoting that Jerry Lawler did in the '80s. You guys are looking at it from the opposite side of the coin. You got two additional years. Yes, maybe Bruiser Brody was better, but. Two additional years of content, matches, booking, and being a main eventer, that counts for something. So the idea that this would That's be a fair. clean sweep is a little ridiculous to me. A little ridiculous. That's fair. Well, the that, question that's, is, that's Renee, are you going to use your ticket? Are you going to use your ticket? No, I'm not, I, I'm not, you're not wrong. No, no. No, no. I, I will concede Bruiser Brody because I don't think you guys are wrong about anything you said, but I feel like the nostalgia is playing a big part in why everybody's shooting. Well, can I say this? And I just want to say one thing before we move on, because and Renee don't kill me on this, but hey, Jerry Lawler did not finish the 1980s in the AWA. He was only there until 1988. Fair. We're talking AWA here. Now that's fair. Okay. Because fair after point. he, uh, that, yeah, so. Fair point. After he lost to Vern Gagne, right, right, he, but, but, he but I mean, overall, though, but overall, 
all, these the, the AWA is the bracket that they're coming out of. It's not just their career within that particular promotion because then we wouldn't have an other pr- uh, pr- uh, uh, category like we've had where guys wrestled for dozens of different companies during that time. So it isn't just That's like – Yeah, get what I'm saying? So, so We anyway, all got a I, lot I'm of good just, points on this one. And meanwhile, no, Joe's no, just eating popcorn and enjoying all of it. No, and I'll be honest with you. I think it would have been easy for me to go Brody because of the nostalgia, and I play into that sometimes. But I felt like it was unfair for Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler, to get swept on this one. I just, I just, it didn't no, seem right didn't. to me. As great, as great as he is, he yes, he takes the loss three out of four times, but he doesn't lose four out of four times. Not even a bruiser Brody. That's just how highly I think of Jerry Lawler's career in the eighties. Unless the great anonymous Raw GM reverses the decision, but that's the side. I point. think. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna Please that's no. that's good that's good Jeremy. Well, we're gonna move on. It's gonna be Flair and uh, Brody moving on from those two. We have two yeah. more to go, but real quick, I just want to say I personally think Jerry Lawler's match against Michael Cole was a five out of five star match. I'm just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> but we're moving on. It's the WWF top. It's true. <laughs> We're going Hulk Hogan versus Ricky Steamboat. I'm going to leave this up to you guys to decide because the last time I said it was an open-shut case, I got yelled at. I don't think it is this time, Renee. I'm just saying. I could think differently than the majority. So you've got Hogan against Steamboat. Hogan was a great wrestler. You know, he's got a lot of, of accomplishments in the, uh, the, the WWE Steamboat has has a lot of, of accomplishments. Um, I'm going to make it real easy. I'm using my ticket and taking Steamboat to the next round. Oh, shit! I will be putting my golden ticket on Hogan this round. You can't do that. There's I can't do Yes, he can. Rules, no, the rules clearly state, as I'm looking at them, it says right here that, that you would get one golden ticket to use that will automatically move a competitor to the next round. When a host uses their golden ticket, no other golden tickets can be used in that particular matchup. Well, it's like WWE creative. We just kind of go as we as we please. Hold on, rules. hold on. We have official confirmation coming. Joe, you made two good points, but I, I think that maybe we're going to get some clarification here shortly. Um, right now, though, while we're getting clarification, Renee and Jeremy, why don't you guys uh, chime in here? What do you think? Uh, Jeremy, Renee, please you're going to have to go. This one's tough for me. All right, I'll I'll go ahead and take it then. That's fine. Um, listen, here's the deal. Uh, this is the the epitome of what we've been talking about when you're looking at ability versus nostalgia. Now, I I will concede that Drake made a great point about um, Hulk Hogan in Japan and some of the stuff that he was able to do over there, but we're we're talking hyperbole because he never did it here in the States. So for that reason, I will say that this is, again, as far as American pro wrestling, 
nostalgia versus skill. And it's a tough one because many people would argue that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is, uh, by technique, the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, Hulk Hogan isn't known for that, despite some of those glimpses that we got to see from him in those old videos from, uh, from Japan. So when you take a look at this matchup, it's almost like you're picking against your younger self. Are you picking... Like, now as a mature pro wrestling fan, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, you've looked at his Wikipedia page, you maybe read a book of his, you maybe even met him at an autograph signing, and then you've got that memory of when you were a kid and, you know, Hulk Hogan being the reason that you got into professional wrestling if you are in at least my age demographic, which is like 30 to 40. So that's the kind of matchup you're looking at here, and I know it's easy for people to say Hogan Hogan because of that nostalgia, but as a mature fan, you've got to look at it from a little bit of a different lens. So uh, I'm going to throw it back to you, Drake. Do we have a uh, final decision from the committee? Yeah, absolutely, we do. And I just want to say before this, I, before I say it, I don't agree with it, okay? But you heard my arguments, and Ricky Steamboat, Joe, you were correct. You can only use one golden ticket around, so – Two hosts, can't use them at the same time, two voters. Ricky Steamboat beats Hulk Hogan, and we'll move on. I, uh, I, yeah, wow, that's very surprising to me, guys, but that's okay, Joe. Hey, that's why we have the golden ticket. You put your boy Steamboat through, you let Hogan know that he's still a POS and you don't like him, and that's cool. So, yeah. with that being Save me an indecisive vote. I'll tell you that much. Jeremy, you would have voted for Hogan. You know you would have. You love me too much. Anyway, moving on. Fourth <laughs> round. It's we we got the fourth matchup. The Great Muda. Third, yeah, fourth. The Great Muda versus Dick Murdoch. Murdoch. Who do you guys got? Ooh, damn! I need some thumbs. Hmm. Muda versus Murdoch. Muda versus Murdoch. I'll Muda start it off versus... if you guys want. Yeah. I'm just going yeah, to go, go ahead, with... This is, this is a tough one, man. This is for your hardcore wrestling fans, dude. So you're not going to have any fly-by-night fans really having a strong opinion on this one. I can't wait to hear uh, your thoughts on it. Go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, we can talk all in all. And we, we guys, we had a great conversation about, you know, everything earlier. And, and that's with Muda. And Muda's fantastic. With Hogan, the stuff he did, it, it kind of showed how Hogan was actually a wrestler back in the day. And then what Muda did throughout his entire career with Japan and then coming over. And, I mean, he's a, he's a staple from the 80s, right? But we also have Dick Murdoch, who, quite frankly, is personally one of my favorite wrestlers. And here's why. The guy was just a walking embodiment of, of realness, right? And even though I'm not saying Muda's fake or Muda didn't have that same charisma or same, it just wasn't the same as Murdoch. And, and we can, you know, go back and forth all, you know, hundreds of times. But in his short life, the guy accomplished what not even maybe a percent of wrestlers ever do accomplish with all the titles he won with the NWA. And so with that being said, you know, 
it, it's to me, it's just it's Murdoch. Um, I'll I'll go next. Um, oh, you guys I was gonna say I can, but you go for it. <laughs> all right, well, all right, thank you, Jeremy. Um, so let me give you guys a list. Uh, Stan Hansen, El Perro Aguayo Senior, the Iron Sheik, Don Morocco, Adrian Adonis, Paul Orndorff, Andre the Giant, Fujinami, um. Ken Patera and uh, Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody. These are a list of guys that Dick Murdoch either teamed with or fought in the 80s. Um, not only did he have a ton of success in the States, he also did it um, in the IWGP League. And you guys know the IWGP Championship now is prevalent in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So right. um, also, believe it or not, uh, despite the legacy of the great Wuta, I'm going with Big Murdoch as well. All right. Well, I guess that's, that's two for Murdoch, and I'm up. So when really putting this into perspective, you look at both of these legends, and we're talking about once again, it falls into the category when we had the issue with the Bruiser Brody versus Jerry Lawler. The difference is it's not rele- relegated to a promotion. It's just in general. And we're still talking about the 1980s. And to bounce off of Drake's point here that he made, look at all of the accolades that Dick Murdoch achieved during the 1980s. And it's tragic that his life, you know, ended as short as it was. He was only 49. But look at what he accomplished during all that time, like during that short time. Just look at, you know, the 1980s and all the accolades and promotions all around the world. With that, I really had to think about this one. And it, I mean, looking at how now two of the hosts have gone on the same side – my vote for Dick Murdoch. So, are you going to make it a sweep, or are you going to are you are you going with Muda on this one? Uh, you know, uh, I, I, hearing all, all you guys, I, I I gotta agree. You know, as much as as I like Muda, and I would love to see him go to the next man, I got to go with Dick Murdoch. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that because I forgot Renee overruled me on my own type of spearheaded project, but I think it's great. We all agreed. (laughs) So with that being said, we are down to our final four. That's it. We are down to our final four. And I'm looking at this now, and this could get interesting. I, there might be discussion. There might not be. We, we're going to go through our final four, and then we'll go to the last matchup right away. It, the first one, guys, was hop right into it is Ric Flair versus Brody. I'm going to go with Ric Flair just right off the bat, throwing the golden ticket down without a doubt. 
Okay, so but I'm just bullshit. gonna say, I, now hang on. I know the rules say uh, host can't the host you know there can't be two golden ticket ones, but I was a late entry into this, and I 100% agree with Drake on this one because I want to send Ric Flair to the finals on this. So I'm just getting rid of my golden ticket right now, sending Ric Flair. No, Jeremy, Jeremy, we can't do that. We can't. I don't. I don't want to do that. Oh, we can't use it. Did you not realize that the finals is next? So it's not like I can use it then. Why do you guys know the rules better than I do? Because we can read. Oh, anyway, I pay uh, people so to do that. Let me let me make my argument here and why I said I think it's bullshit. Um, every argument you guys made for Bruiser Brody, including our buddy Julius El Cairo on Twitch, uh, was about how Brody would just destroy everybody. It wouldn't even be a wrestling match. There'd be stuff happening outside. What happened to all that? The glitz, the glare, the catchphrases, the tan, the silky hair, the robes, is that all, it's got you guys all, all, uh, uh, it's got you guys all in a, in a bind, and you're not able to think clearly. So before, hold on, Jeremy, Jeremy, let Renee finish, it's only fair. No, I'm just saying, you guys made an argument for Brody earlier, not you, Jeremy, you weren't here. You guys made this argument that, oh, he would just destroy everybody who got in front of him, and then if he wasn't booked to win, he'd make sure that he won anyway. What happened to all that? That's all I'm asking. What happened? Because so, now you so, guys are ch- you're changing your parameters. Right. So, Joe, would you like to chime in before – obvious, Jeremy, if you mind, I would like to respond right after we hear Joe's input, then I'll let you kind of close up this before we move on to the next matchup. Go for it. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I, I, matter of fact, I, I I would actually have to agree, you know, with with Flair against Bruiser Brody, I gotta go with Rick Flair, one hundred percent. Oh, thank you. Not a competition, Drake Lee. It's not a competition. And and, I mean, and Joe, I just want to say I appreciate that. And, and would you like to elaborate a little bit further, or? Or do you think it's kind of self-explanatory, or what are you thinking here? It's self-explanatory. Like it's it's Rick Flair. Like, like, Thank you. it's Rick Flair. That's that's all right. I say. <laughs> so when we talk about success, Renee, and you're right, we did make a lot of compelling arguments for Bruiser Brody because, quite frankly, I think his placement should be high up on the top eight. You know, the top wrestlers of the '80s. I think, quite frankly, it should have been him and Brody or Flair and Hogan in the in the final. But what defines success? And that's people remembering you, and that's you making money long after you're gone in the business that you retired from. And he's still doing it. And now he might be getting young people pregnant on TV, which, hey, more power to you. But in the 80s, the guy was on top of the world. And the there's no way that they're going to – they couldn't trust, you know, you know, Brody scared people, and he was. You know, we heard the stories Drake, how Brady was. Drake, but could Drake they Lee. could they trust that? Drake Lee, if you yeah. had a magic lamp, okay, if 
you had a magic lamp and you could go see one guy wrestle in the 80s, and whatever your answer is, I'll, I'll take it as legitimate and won't poo-poo your answer. But if you had a chance to see one match that you're like, I cannot miss this match, who would you want to actually see? A Bruiser Brody match or a Ric Flair match? It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Let's not get into all that. Who would you who would you rub that magic lamp and ask to go see one match in the '80s in their prime? For me, without question, as much as I love Ric Flair, you mean we all show, dude. I would kill to see a Bruiser Brody match live because so many so few people got to. I think that that alone gives him enough. And I know it's already a foregone conclusion because of the ticket. But again, there's a serious argument, just like for Lawler, to be made here for Bruiser Brody. But answer the question. I'm curious where, who you would go see if you were given so that So I have two answers for you, and one answer you probably won't like, but obviously it's going to be Ric Flair. But here's my second answer to that. With the power of YouTube, we don't need that magic lamp, Renee. And Live that's what's in person, cool. Drake Lee. Oh, live, live and in person. person. Yeah, no, Ric Flair. Nobody could match that charisma back in the day. But that's cool. Hey, we're getting diverse you opinions like, on hey, this. You like charisma. You like charisma. I like intensity. That's why well, this Wrestle Madness is so cool because nobody's really wrong, right? Like, we all have different things, different niches of wrestling that we like. The charisma, I'm sure, was dope. The entrance would have been amazing. But, bro, in a match, people were legitimately scared of Bruiser Brody. He, they, people thought that he was going to bite their freaking nose off. Ric Flair never did that. Bruiser Brody, bro. For me, if I could have used my ticket, it would have been for Brody. Hey, you could have if you didn't snooze, you know? I mean, just think about it. Your delay <laughs> caused Brody. I just don't like taking the easy way out. I mean, I'm just be honest. Oh, okay. Hey, that's back fair. Pocket. I don't need them. Don't need them. But, <laughs> but anyway, fair. I just like the banter back and forth. Rick yeah, Flair no. goes on. Congratulations, right? That puts him in the final. That's amazing. That's true. And now this final could be pretty interesting because next it's Steamboat versus Murdoch. Mm. And I'm and I'm just going to throw it out there. And I don't need a discussion for this. I don't need to. I don't want to go into it too much. I want to hear you guys go uh, discuss it. I'm going with Steamboat on this. Uh, just because, you know, just with the matchup, you can't really, you know, Dick Murdoch was phenomenal, but to me, just, yeah, Steamboat, so. Okay. Yeah. I, I've got to go with, with Steamboat, too. You know, I mean, it's freaking Ricky Steamboat. Like, I love Dick Murdoch, but it's Ricky Steamboat. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. So. Uh-oh. Twice, Pro Wrestling Illustrated gave... Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, match of the year in the 1980s. Once was against Macho Man, and the other was against Ric Flair. That said, if I'm within the rules and the parameters this time around, I am using my golden ticket. We are sending Ricky Steamboat. To the finals against Ric Flair. Nice. Renee? Renee? (laughs) 
you guys are waiting for me to be the contrarian. I love it. No, I'm just <laughs> you were you were kind of getting aggressive, so I didn't know if you were still uptight or oh. you were you know you're getting loose and goosey or you know what's hey, going hey. on. Hey, listen, we could do a, a podcast for two hours where we all agree and put everyone to sleep, or we can do this podcast. Hey, I'm not saying I agreed it. with you. I'm just saying that it was you seemed upset. I was just gonna get you a baby aspirin and and send you some wine. Uh, baby aspirin, bro. What are you talking about? I need the helps with the heart time. attack. Yeah, dog. I mean, well, isn't that Advil? Just for the record, we don't want to misdiagnose here on the air. But uh, but anyway, I'll say this. I was gonna go with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as well. I think this one's shoe in. But keep in mind, for those who don't know much about Dick Murdoch, um. A lot of work alongside Terry Funk, trained by Killer Carl Knox, Bob Geigel, and Pat O'Connor. If you're trained by one of those guys, you're trained by a legend. Dick Murdoch was trained by all three. So that said, though, as much respect as I have for everything Dick Murdoch did, I would have gone with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as well, man. There's no question about it here. Zero. All right. Well, before we go on, I'm waiting for a ruling here because you're the only one left with a golden ticket, Renee, and we don't and know yet. That's what I'm if afraid of. <laughs> what did I just tell you? I just yeah. told you, Jeremy, to hold on to it. JP, J- Hoss, give me something to let me know I, I, I'm, I, I'm deserving something here. That's what I think. Tell Jeremy he was wrong. <laughs> that's just my no, God! It... it no, God, please, no, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you. No, so right, our final is Flair and Steamboat, and we're technically, Renee, per rules, you could use your golden ticket in this round. Oh, really? I had no idea. <laughs> oh, let's oh, go. You didn't. Why don't we have all you guys go uh, for uh, me this time? I get to go oh, last. Shit. I will oh, let you the go night last. Owl. The night owl gets one over on the whole gang. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe right. I'll be fair. Right. Maybe I'll get back at you guys for making fun of me for being emotional. I'm passionate, okay? It's part of my Latino heritage. You don't have to judge me for it. But you know what? Uh, All that said, let's go, bro, because this is the matchup I think everybody, everybody has been waiting for. Right. So we're just going to start off. Do we have any opening remarks? Because I feel like even though there's two big names here and one did do an intro or, you know, a voiceover for the show, I, I, I'm not – I that doesn't mean – anything to me in this competition even though I love it and I love hearing it because it's about who was the best so uh, yeah I'm just going to go with Flair I'm going to go with Steamboat oh boy oh boy okay Let's try to give some evaluation on this one um, while Renee maniacally is sitting in his chair like the demonic heel he is. Um, Me? Oh, no, not at all. 
Okay. Rick's the bad guy. Don't you forget it. <laughs> well, nevertheless, first He's off, not wrong. this is the matchup I'm looking forward to because when it comes to technical wrestling, charisma, just overall drawing in crowds, this is the matchup. Like Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. This type of feud and matchup dominated in the 80s. So, and both, obviously Ric Flair was still in his prime then, and Ricky Steamboat was taking the world by storm. Yeah, this is a really tough one. Okay, to break the one-to-one tie that we got Jeremy, going so far. just think about this before you You and I have a good rapport. You and I get along. You and I have good chemistry. I'm not pressuring you in any way or trying to sway who you're going to vote for. I'm just saying what things could be. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it doesn't need to mean anything. It just needs to mean what it needs to mean. Right. So I have to say, all-time Ricky Steamboat is one of my favorite wrestlers, like without a doubt. I could watch his matches nonstop. I'm so entertained by him, even in his recent runs, like with WWE and everything. That said, 1980s wrestling, to me, since Hulk Hogan especially didn't make it, you cannot have as big a wrestling scene in the 1980s without one person. And that person is the nature boy, Ric Flair. And that's who I'm voting for. Okay. Joe, where are we at? We're at two to one right now. Joe went steamboat. Joe went steamboat. I'm sorry. Two for Flair, one for Steamboat. Renee, this could either end with you or go to Hardcore Hoss for a deciding vote. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going – I'm not going to say a word, Renee, because it's a, the floor is yours, sir. Rick Flair has health issues. Ricky Steamboat does not. Rick Flair could be upset if he hears that you voted for Steamboat. The Nexus might, might attack even... Ricky Steamboat again. <laughs> now, make note, and I know I don't know if many people knew this. Via Wiki, Ric Flair was actually at one time an owner of WWF between 2001 and 2002. And if you don't believe me, <clears throat> look it up. Okay, guys. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what a good man does, and I'm going to concede my power and and go with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So now, all the pressure falls squarely (laughs) on the shoulders of the man who has not said a word the whole show. You can and now call on say the most important word. Before we begin, though, with Haas, I just want to point what? out, before we introduce, before Haas comes on, 
pause before you come on think about this. Renee didn't want to be a man and make the vote, so he has to put the pressure on you. Just think about that in Renee's arguments this evening when you're casting this vote. I'm not saying it's going to be for the good or for the bad. I'm just saying it's out there. He decided that you were expendable. Wait a minute. Or I'm the only one that thought about hardcore Hoss since everybody's gotten a word in all night, and I'm the only true baby face here because I want to give Hoss an opportunity to chime in on one of the biggest shows that we've ever done here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. That's right, my friends. Wrestle Madness number one, 2021. The first time we've ever done anything like this. The top wrestler of the 80s, according to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I could be selfish. I could take this last little bit of time and make it all about me. But no, Drake. See, I've learned from watching you and realize that your oil. And I, like Bruce Lee, my friend, I am like water. So, that means we don't miss. Quiet, let me make the introduction. You're going to ruin it. Oh, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor and a pleasure to give the man the spotlight that so deserves it, as well as Luke Skywalker Roberts, bro. Thank you and the committee for everything you guys did in making this possible. It's one of the funnest shows we've ever done. And Jeremy made it which we weren't even expecting. So how much more awesome did the show get when the maestro joined us? Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor and my pleasure to introduce the final member of Team Wrestle Talk, the man behind the boards making all those drops in the music happen, screening all your calls and making you feel ready to come on the show, La Familia's very own Hardcore Hall. How y'all doing tonight, guys? Think of what Renee did to you. Think of what (laughs) Renee did to you. You're welcome. And now he's bragging. He's bragging about putting all this pressure on you. (laughs) He can handle it. Trust me. Well, you know, I I can handle it. And, you know, it it really is a, uh, a tough decision between the two of them because they really were both phenomenal superstars and uh it's very hard to pick between the two of them but when it comes down to it and you think about the 80s and you think the face of the 80s that most people tend to recognize when you think of of wrestling of that era other than maybe hawk hogan there's only one face that really comes to mind Uh uh-oh Oh. <laughs> Rick Flair is the one that comes to mind. There Rick, we play go. Play that again, baby. Can we get another woo? woo? One more woo. Woo! <laughs> Rick Flair, the nature boy and soon-to-be dad of Lacey Evans' child and Car Shield new spokesperson, is the best wrestler of the 80s. You know, Drake, it's funny you brought that up. It's funny you brought that up. Joe actually shared a story with me uh, earlier that, you know, they're going to go on the Maury show to see if he is the father. Yeah, Joe sent me that, I think, from KFAB News, but, you know, 
Hey, I'm looking forward to that. Show. I did. I did. My man is said K-Fab. If it's in K-Station, oh. then it's real. <laughs> that's oh, true. Oh, gosh. Man, that's almost as funny as Vern Gagne. That's good shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of Wrestle Madness 2021. What, what can I say? I have the best coworkers on the planet. I swear I think Skywalker was going to rip his freaking hair out at the beginning of this show because he thought that I was totally going totally to destroy everything and look at it. It is a two-hour mark on the tee, and we got it done, man. You got to have a little bit more faith in your boy. I know it's a little crazy sometimes, but listen, guys, it's a two-hour show, and at the end of the day, we're here to talk wrestling, enjoy each other's company, and I think most importantly, entertain the members of the Wrestle Talk family. Joe, why don't you take it from here, man, and, and we can get in our closing thoughts from the whole group. Man, you know, it, it, Wrestle Madness has been absolutely amazing. You know, it, it was such a freaking amazing idea. And, you know, some of these matches were insanely, insanely hard. I'm, I'm, I'm just really sorry that Hulk Hogan didn't make it, but, but that's okay. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat made it to the finals, and of course he got beat by Ric Flair. Cause why? Cause it's Ric freaking Flair. <laughs> yup. Woo! <laughs> what you got for us, Jeremy? Well, man, this is. I'm glad to have been able to join in. I'll tell you that much. Um, Love you, bro. Yeah, I got. I just wanted to say one quick thing before I hand it off to Drake and the rest of you guys. You may wonder why I wasn't on for, you know, for the first half of the show. You know, a while back I mentioned how I struggle with a lot of mental health issues and, you know, have its good days and its bad days. But I'm getting by each day. But I just want everyone listening to know that you're never alone in this world. So, always keep the faith and keep strong. So, thank you. Well, Jeremy, you know we love you, buddy. You know that's just the way it goes, brother. And and all of our our listeners, you know, really appreciate you too. So whatever we can do to help you, you know, we're all family. So feel free to, you know, utilize us as you need to. And I feel like I can speak for everybody here on that. So thank you. Right, and allow me to uh, do two things. Number one. Thank all of the members of the WrestleTalk family, everybody who supports us over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. We're always updating stuff. Our fantasy wrestling page got updated. Shout out to the dude from the FWWC who called in. Um, you know, I could go on forever about Kincaid and RetroZone at the Oak Park Mall. And, you know, we talked to Jay Hollywood a little bit earlier. Obviously, the mugs are, are available for you guys over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. But I want to close today's uh, show um, – in tribute to Jeremy for fighting through his struggles and joining us and really taking this show up a whole nother level. Um, here's a quote. Uh, and it says, I fight for my health every day in ways most people wouldn't understand. I'm not lazy. I'm a warrior. Guys, episode 337 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. That is a wrap. Much love to everybody who supports us. And I can guarantee you one thing, as long as the God give us health, if God gives us health, we will be here next week, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. 
thank you guys. It was my honor and pleasure to be here and share the microphone with you guys tonight. Everybody have a good one. Peace. Good night, guys. Jam park with a chicken old breakfast. If you ain't a hustler, you might not get this. Eyes wide open, even though we sleeping. Have to get up in your face, you know, creeping. But you gotta be from my town just to know that. All brand new, no need for a throwback. Left where you're from, but don't be dumb. Didn't even know it, but they said that I won. I will keep grinding, no rewinding. I will ace life like a one big assignment. Young Max Saga, hotter than lava. Never tripping on them haters, cause they ain't hot was a hustle, I swear I'm just like them Girl, put your titties in my face, that's why I like them Hey, big heads, but I love big faces My name is Victorious, I already taste it Wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Woo! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.